Uh, we've spoken to Rabbi Yitzchak Hiziger on the air before in his many roles and many capacities at uh, Arts Girl Masora. And uh, he is, as you know, in addition to so many functions and titles um, uh, that he has over at Arts Girl, he is a, a very popular writer. In fact, the Food for Thought series, Food for Thought and uh, Food for Thought 2, are both products uh, written by Rabbi Yitzchak Hiziger. He's got a brand new book. It's called Powerful Moments. And frankly, the time between Yom Kippur and Sukkot might be some of the most powerful moments in our tradition as we get set to Bezrat Hashem sit in the Sukkah tonight. Powerful Moments, Stories to Ignite Your Spiritual Flame. Rabbi Yitzchak Hiziger, a pleasure, a Gemar Tov, and a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. It's an honor to be with you. Um, I don't know if we can go through the entire book, but I can certainly blame you for ruining yet another Shabbos for me. Uh, I always, <laughs> I always joke around with people who are releasing great Jewish material out there. That usually it takes at least one Shabbos afternoon for me to really dive into the material and enjoy it. So when I use the word ruin, you know I'm kidding around. Uh, it may have ruined the potential for any Shabbos afternoon sleep, but it certainly gave me a tremendous amount of inspiration. And uh, I can tell you that this past Shabbos, powerful moments led to a lot of powerful moments for me, uh, being inspired by the stories that you tell. You know, now, be, now being a veteran, Rabbi Hiesiger, being a veteran of, you know, transmitting stories, storytelling, and really deciding what to bring in terms of stories to the public, how does a story make the final cut in a book like this? What are you looking for when you want to put a story under the title of Powerful Moments? Nachum, I love the question because it's something that I grapple with all the time. Um, Baruch Hashem, at this point, having written short stories for quite a number of years, and uh, it, it, I should say that it started with a column in the Yated right. called Food for Thought, short stories every week, and by now people send me stories all the time, and um, I have the privilege or the responsibility, so to speak, of deciding which stories make the cut, as you put it so aptly. And the point, I think, at the end of the day is to take a story that has a lesson. You know, some people say that, uh, or some people view the story as the main part of the equation, right. and I look at it a little differently. I, I, I look at the lesson as a validation of the story. If the story has a lesson, a takeaway, then it will make the cut. Um, and I'm looking for fresh material. And like I always say, I'm not, I wasn't the one to invent this genre of short stories. You know, the great ones who came before me, Rabbi Crone and others. Um, but in this book, which I'm sure you saw, many of the stories are shorter vignettes, but the common denominator is that they all have practical, down-to-earth lessons no matter who the reader is, they could take away something that will help them be better people, help them serve Hashem better, and just overall enhance their lives with these stories. Yeah, I hear it. Uh, you don't necessarily have to get that rush when you hear a story in order for it to make the book. I know that helps, right? If it, if it really if it really gets to your to your kishka, so to speak, then you know the story there's belongs. No question. But but even yeah. without even without that, there's criteria to make sure that you can enjoy uh, and then transmit 
a great story. By the way, you know, we're sitting here on Erev Sukkis, and I have to remind our audience, first of all, about our wonderful relationship with ArtScroll. Everybody out there, of course, knows that ArtScroll is a great corporate sponsor of our programming. I do remind everybody that when you buy Powerful Moments, which obviously if you purchase today, you'll have uh, you'll have in a few days. If you buy Powerful Moments, Rabbi Yitzchak Hiziger, always use promo code RADIO for your discount plus free shipping. It's Rabbi Yitzchak Hiziger's brand new Powerful Moments. But I need to point out that you, you actually have really um, uh, joined us on a perfect day to talk about this book because you include some great Sukkis stories. And some of these, you know, you have the, the one with Rav Shach about Kiddush, right? You know which one I'm talking about, right? Right, absolutely. And I'm, sure. saying, I'm saying to myself, that's not a great story. It's just an amazing insight from Rav Shach to open up our eyes that when we're saying Kiddush, which as you know, Rabbi Hiziger, many of us just say it tonight without really thinking about it. But if you just think about the words, it's going to change your holiday. If you think about the words during Kiddush, it's going to give you that, as it says in your story, the feeling of I want to dance. I want to get up and just, you know, recognize how joyful it is to be a member of Klal Yisrael. And I think that's a really important message going into Sukkot. Very well said. And if I'll just follow up, I believe the next story in the book yep. is, an, is an interesting story about someone, Yid Reb Yaakov Katz, who happens right. to live in Lakewood, where I do, right. who actually traveled from Lakewood when he heard that the forecast one year before Sukkot was involved rain, and he may not be able to fulfill the mitzvah of Sukkah the way he wanted to. He actually traveled three hours north right. to his daughter to his daughter in Fallsburg to spend the yumpta there. And again, the 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 point of that story is the message of doing whatever we could to fulfill a mitzvah, and um, and you know it's messages like that that the regular person, quote unquote to do the extraordinary. It doesn't have to be a gadol, and there are many stories in the book about great Torah leaders, both men and women, but the message that I want people to take away is that no matter who you are, man, woman, child, no matter what your age, what demographic, you could make a difference, and um, both personally, both communally, and hopefully that message comes across. And in a story like that about Rabbi Katz, who Mm -hmm. traveled, significantly in order to fulfill a mitzvah, there he is, a quote-unquote regular person who could, you know, do something that was really out of the ordinary. Yeah, no question about it. Rabbi Hiesiger is with us live via telephone. I'm recommending the book Powerful Moments, Stories to Ignite Your Spiritual Flame. Go to artscroll.com. By the way, I'll tell you another thing. I mean, obviously we're focused on Sukkot. If I'm speaking to Erev Hanukkah, we do your Hanukkah stories, you know. But, but we're focused on Erev Sukkot. And one of the greatest frustrations people have, no, you know, no secret, one of the greatest frustrations people have uh, is the price of Yuntif. And when it comes to Sukkot specifically, the price of a Luluvan Esrig can be a little bit steep. But you cited... I, I, where did you hear this story from? Did this come from Anasha Miller, the story about Rabbi David Rosenberg? Yes, it originally came from my good friend, Rabbi Menasha Miller. He's actually a, a committee man here sure. in Lakewood. And and, and, uh, and and you know one of the look I'm sure you got I'm sure you spent part of your day yesterday shopping like the rest of us <laughs> and, and you absolutely. know and you know what it's like spending Erev Yuntim and you know what it's like ordering Love and Strogan for everybody in your family so Rabbi Rosenberg goes ahead he spends no doubt right we we're estimating based on the way the story goes we're estimating he spends hundreds of dollars on a lulav and Estrog, but when his son asks him what he spent he said he spent a mere. Seventy-five dollars, and the rest went for tzarche yuntif. The rest went for the needs 
of the holiday. Rabbi Hiesinger, why did this story make it into the book? It's just such a great lesson mm. in how to give tzedakah and how to help others. Yep. It's not always so much what we do, but how we do it. So the portion of money that David Rosenberg had spent, you know, what we would say was, you know, with within or beyond his range for an etzrig was simply a way of, of helping another yid. In this case, it was the etzrig seller, the etzrig dealer. And, uh, you know, like I write in the book, something to the effect, what more beautiful way to help a fellow Jew than to give him money for yeah. what he's selling. Yeah. You know, it's not just giving him a handout, yeah. but it's actually buying what he's selling. And uh, I appreciate that you referenced that story, especially at this time of year. And I, like like all the stories that I write, I really try to verify them. And, and this story I actually verified with the Rosenberg family. So, um, yeah, one of my favorites. Thank you. And it's funny because I, I spent some time, Matze Shabbos, in Flatbush, and I spent some time yesterday in Crown Heights. There are a lot of people selling love and Estrogum. I'm sure the same thing is going on down in Lakewood, right? There are a lot of sellers, so there are a lot Absolutely. of people. There are a lot of people who need a part of us at this time of year. You know, I, I, it's interesting because sometimes the Estrig and Lulav dealers get a bad rap. Yep. You know, uh, as as far as prices and things like that, but obviously they're just trying to make a living, like like all of us. And uh, and the idea that someone is thinking out of the box. And worrying about the next person's parnasa and giving it to them, bederach covered in an honorable way, is a lesson that any of us could take. No you know, question. it's giving the it's giving the the merchant, the vendor, an extra dollar or two, you know, so that he has, uh, you know, over here was a significantly more, right. significantly greater amount of money, but it's our ability uh, of lechu hisparnasuzumizu of helping each other financially and. That, come on, that's a lesson that any of us could learn and instill in our children and uh, apply ourselves. And, and you know, it's Erev Yontif. We've been doing our Tishrei, what started as Elul, and now Tishrei Chesed campaign, asking people to do nice things for others before tonight, before the Yontif starts. Could be financial or otherwise. I mean, some people just need a few dollars. Some people just need a little bit of extra money. And I know that growing up and obviously uh, getting to a certain age, as you just said before, we have a certain impression of those who are selling love and estrogen but the bottom line is it's you know think about how to love and estrogen get to those tables in all the jewish communities and get to the places in the stores where they're going to and and, and end up you know being delivered to your home uh you know th- there are a lot worse things that we're spending money on that i could say <laughs> i've gotten to the, well said yeah i've gotten to the age where i could say we're spending money on a lot worse things than love and estrogen and helping people in that industry uh stay um uh, stay above water financially um, Rabbi Hiesiger is with us live via telephone. By the way, we should mention with the brand new book, Powerful Moments, as much as I'm focusing on Sukkis and people are probably getting the idea that the book is separated into holidays or sections with the partios, you know, chronologically, because again, I've been concentrating on the fact that you have some stories that are perfect for an era of Sukkis. The reality is you separated the stories into moments Moments of faith, Torah, providence, character, guidance, perspective, purity, humility, unity, warmth, kiruv, and many others. How did you choose these uh, categories to be the list of um, of categories for this book? So 
it's it's interesting. I wanted topics that are relevant to people. I want people who, you know, part of the short story genre is um, uh, there are rabbanim, rabbis, others, rabbeim, people who speak, who very often turn to these types of books for stories. Right. And whether you're speaking at a shevabrachis or you're speaking at a gathering in your shul, people very often need stories on various topics. And this way we divided it into these topics to help people kind of, you know, quantify and organize it. Uh, but what's nice about the book is that really you could open up to any page and there will be a story there that you could read. You don't have to read it in order. Some are shorter, some are a bit longer, but there are over 200 stories in this book. And we, as you saw, Nachum, we dressed up the book with beautiful pictures yeah. of many of the protagonists in the book, kind of brings the stories to life. And the feedback has been phenomenal. Baruch Hashem, right now before Yantif, it's a busy time. People need reading material, and people are going out and buying the book, and it's a tremendous honor. And I will add one other thing. You mentioned my employment at ArtScroll. Right. This is my first book to publish with ArtScroll, being at ArtScroll, the first two books that I put out were prior to my employment at ArtScroll, and just being there at ArtScroll and seeing the amount of work and effort that goes into it and the perfection, the eye for, for, for perfection, from Rabbi Zlatowicz and Rabbi Brander and Rabbi Sherman and the rest of the phenomenal team was really, really inspiring and, and quite humbling, I may say. Very nice. Well, it's a good team over there. We know it. By the way, folks, uh, we keep talking about ArtScroll's website. There are a lot of people who are going to be visiting Judaica stores today. A lot of people. I myself might be in a Judaica store today. Uh, a lot of people like to go Erev Yontif. A lot of accoutrements for Sukkot are still for for the holiday of Sukkot are still necessary and uh, and needed and wanted. Uh, if you're in a store today, pick it up. Powerful moments, Rabbi Yitzchak Kiziger. It's an Art Scroll production, an Art Scroll publication. Powerful moments, stories to ignite your spiritual flame. Something like a great story on Yontif. And there are many great ones in this. All right, we can't go through all the stories, but I gotta before I let you go, Rabbi Hezger, I gotta ask you about Rabaran Leib Sitter. Uh, <laughs> I, I take I take um, great interest in things like this. That the Rabaran Leib uh, Steinman was actually willing to part with his well used sitter, and you can imagine how much of a keepsake it would be for him if he felt because he felt that the person asking for it would be inspired and it would add to their own spiritual experience. How did you verify this story? So this story I actually heard from Rip Shlemes Alman Friedman, who's an, a neighbor of mine, a Rav, and he's the one who verified it with the uh, home, so to speak, of Rip Steinman, the wow. people close to him. But it's another incredible story where an individual like Rip Steinman, who lived not for himself, but for Hashem and for others, you know, for him, it wasn't that big of a deal. You know, yeah. here it is a monumental, sentimental item, you yeah. would think. Yeah. And if it's going to bring someone else happiness, fulfillment, inspiration, no big deal. You know, perhaps for the regular people like us, you know, it would it would be a difficult parting. Yeah, I'm debating if I would with... give up my sitter, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. But you know, when you when you live for a higher purpose, everything is available to help others. There's, there's no you don't keep anything for yourself. That's true. And that's the way Rabbi Leib lived his life. 
And that story is just a demonstration of that. But I'll tell you, interesting, people ask me, you know, what's your favorite story in this particular book? Yeah. And I, I can't say I have one favorite story because there are so many. And it's funny, when I, when I share with people, sometimes my favorites are actually small anecdotes. There's a story towards the end of the book about a Dr. Bernard Dickman. Right. He's a brilliant professor, a mathematician. And there was a short story that his son told me after Dr. Dickman and his sister were sitting shiva. They lived in Sheepshead Bay in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And the last person had come for the night to be Menachem Avil. And as soon as the person left, realizing that no one else was coming, Dr. Dickman's sister went to turn off the lights, like any, anyone else would do. And Dr. Dickman stopped her and told her, wait a few minutes. And she responded, she said, what do you mean? But no one else is coming to be Menachem Avil. Why shouldn't I turn off the lights? Right. And Dr. Dickman imparted such an important lesson. He said, the person who just left, is going to leave the building. They're going to pass the window of our apartment. And if they see the lights off, <laughs> they're going to think that they stayed too late and kept us up because, <laughs> after all, we just turned the lights off as soon as they left. Right. So Dr. Dickman said, leave the lights on for a few more minutes until this person drives away so that he won't feel bad. Pretty ab- basically, that's brilliant in Ben Adamachavere, thinking about something, who would ever think about, yet turn off the lights, not turn off the lights. A story like that, to me, is worth its weight in gold. And this book, thank God, has dozens of such stories with lessons that we could say over at the Shabbos table, that if we're a teacher, we could say over in the classroom. If we're a speaker, we could impart to, to an audience with lessons in the way we treat others, and, uh, you know, it's it's an anecdote like that that, to me, really talks to my heart. Yeah. Uh, one of the best things about being people of faith is the sensitivity we have toward others, frankly. And that's a great story in that area. Really, really great. Uh, Rabbi Hezegar, I wish you mazel tov on the book. I'm highly recommending Powerful Moments. Powerful Moments, Stories to Ignite Your Spiritual Flame. By Rabbi Yitzchak Hezegar and Arts Girl. Please go to artsgirl.com or your local Judaica store. Today's a good day to do that since so many people will be shopping. And make sure to pick up powerful moments. I take this opportunity to wish you a good a wonderful Yuntif, uh, Rabbi Hezegar, from all of us here at JM in the AM. A good to you. Thank you again, Nachum, for a few minutes. Thank you for all you do and have a wonderful Yuntif. Appreciate that very much. Pick it up, folks. Rabbi Yitzchak Hezegar, powerful moments. A lot of great stories and a lot of great sensitivity. Maybe that's the best thing. Maybe that's the best theme for this yuntif for our uh, for the parents and children out there. Talk about being sensitive toward others, especially as we continue to live in a world where sensitivity toward others does not seem to be a priority. Baruch Hashem, in our tradition, it is a major priority. Baruch Hashem.